This is Conducting Business. I'm Naomi Lewin. The new production of Verdi's Othello that will open the next Metropolitan Opera season will have a different-looking lead character than in the past. Breaking with Met tradition, the lead tenor, who is white, will not use makeup to darken his skin to play the Moorish character of Othello. The Met says that was an old-fashioned tradition that needed to be changed. Many people agree that at a time when other symbols of racism are being challenged, that kind of makeup should go too. But some critics of the decision have argued that a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Moor is also problematic, and some say that the real issue involves the lack of African-American tenors on opera stages who can sing Othello at the moment. We'll get three views on this today. Lawrence Brownlee is one of today's most sought-after tenors who frequently appears at the Met and other companies around the world. Vincent Cole is a tenor who has also sung at the Met and other leading opera companies. And on the line from Madison, Wisconsin, we will have Naomi Andre, co-editor of the book Blackness in Opera. She is a professor at the University of Michigan. Now, this all started when the Met mailed its season brochure to subscribers with a photo of pale Latvian tenor Alexanders Antonenko looking, as the website Hyperallergic put it, like he'd had a bronzer malfunction. The Met got a lot of angry emails. Vincent, you won the Met auditions in 1977. You've had a long career since then, and I'm sure you've seen a lot of changes over the years. Is this about time? for this to happen, or much ado about nothing? That's a tough question to answer. I mean, uh, throughout my career, I guess I was fortunate and I didn't have to do anything to change my appearance other than to try and make me look more better looking. I think that when we go back in time and we go back and we read in, you know, in Verity's time and even before that, I mean, during Rossini's time when, you know, there were Othello's back then, this was not something that was thought about. What was and not so thought about? The- I think the the blackface. I think the blackface was it was something that was just done automatically. And then as time passed, as people became became more intellectual and started thinking about life in general and about what is going on in life, and especially now in our time, the generation before me, you know, people started wondering about different things. Why? You know, there were there were always sopranos that wanted to sing Desdemona that were forbidden from singing Desdemona because Desdemona could not be African-American. She had to be blonde and blue-eyed. Lawrence, can I ask you? Sure. Othello is not a role that either you or Vincent would ever have been asked to sing because your voices are not that weighty. Mm-hmm. But you guys have sung plenty of other roles at the Met. What is your feeling about the use of dark makeup for the character? Well, it's very interesting, I have to say. I say that because I was actually offered the role of Othello in Rossini's opera, um, Othello. Uh, And that is a role that is not uh, particularly right for my voice. There is a role, the title of Rodrigo, that is, I think, better suited for my voice. And I actually had the contract to sing in in one of the theaters in Vienna, and I was told by the stage director that it didn't work because having a black-faced Rodrigo wouldn't work with the story of Othello. He felt that the face of Othello needs to be one that is of Moorish descent, 
i.e. dark face, and the character of Rodrigo needs to be a lighter complexion uh, European descent. So I was told that that wouldn't work. The fact that I do sing a, a great deal of Rossini, and uh, a lot of people put those two together, Darkface and Rossini, they felt that I should sing Otello. It's not right for me. Thus, I have not sung the role. If I was you know, capable of singing it, I probably would take a stab at it, but it's just not right for me. I think something that is so specific to the role of Otello, I think if it's something that people put so much emphasis on, that that character be Moorish because it's such a central part of the story, I don't have a problem with a singer or an actor putting on the makeup to do it, but I do not feel that they should be forced to do it because if they feel like they're humiliated or they cannot accurately or appropriately portray that character with makeup on and then it takes them out of their zone in performing, then I don't think they should be forced to do it. That's my opinion. But you don't have a problem with them doing it, with them using darker makeup if they do feel it's appropriate to the character? I personally do not have a, a problem with it, and I feel like Again, I have never been made up to look uh, European. I've had makeup on that has made me appear lighter on stage, uh, but that's not tried to take me out of who I am ethnically. Uh, I am of a darker skin as far as uh, you know complexions go, uh, and so under the lighting and staging, it may take a little bit more of illumination for my face to read from the further you know distances in the theater. So that is to help me the highlights and other things like that. But no one has ever required that I look other than what I am naturally. So I guess I go both ways. You know, it would be nice to be believable. We always say in opera that you have to have the suspension of disbelief. And so uh, Cho Cho San is rarely Asian, but they do something to make her look Asian. And so in the role of Otello, if they do something to make him look of Moorish descent, I think that can be uh, opinion-based. Does he have to be as dark as I am naturally? No, but can he have something that gives the idea that he is going that in that direction, I think it's okay. Naomi Andre, what do you think of all of this? As a scholar and somebody who sings just for fun, but who loves opera, I want whatever is going to help the performer to get the best realization and to be in character, and I know that's really important. There's also another side that I experience a lot as an audience spectator, and there's a history here in the United States, or it started in the United States, of minstrelsy, and that is where these blackface was used to propagate these very negative stereotypes. And sadly, minstrelsy started here in the late 1820s, the early 1830s, but also traveled abroad. So it's not even just limited to the United States. So sadly, there is this negative tainting to blackface. Because of that, for audiences today in 2015, it would be nice to have some sort of mediation. I would suggest that the artists and the artistic management, the companies, have a conversation. If some sort of makeup is um, helpful and needed, put it in a program note. Have it discussed. Say that we realize this, something to the effect, we realize that this has a very difficult history. 
And for these reasons, we decided to use it, or for these reasons, we decided not to use it. What I think has been the most damaging is when there's no discussion about it, and then you get a situation where a cover of an um, artistic brochure shows somebody in blackface, and the rest of us are, you know, everybody is thinking, wait, what's going on? Just to be fair, the Met argued that he was photographed in the shadows and he was probably wearing darker makeup. So uh, this is interesting because I think what I'm hearing all three of you saying is, as far as you're concerned, putting on darker makeup is consistent with singing the role of Otello and you don't have a problem with it. Is that correct? No, I disagree. I personally, as an audience member, do not want to see the darker makeup or blackface. However, if it is used, I want it explained to me. I want somebody to say, this is the context, these are the reasons. And also somebody to say, we realize there's a negative history here. Lawrence and Vincent? I think that there are discussions, but I think that also, you know, we're all different shades in our nationality. And so I think that it depends on, I mean, like Shirley Barrett uh, used to talk about how she used to lighten herself to sing the role of Tosca at the Metropolitan Opera. And I think that that's to be expected to some extent. I think when somebody's doing Otado or somebody's singing Aida, you don't have to, you know, use a great deal of makeup to make it so very, very, very heavy and black. I mean, you know, you want to give the illusion that this is not, you know, as we know, we've we have been mixed up for years <laughs> with different races. And so we have this going on all the time. Uh, there'll be certain people that will can easily accommodate to sing a certain role, and another person can't accommodate. That was Vincent. Now, Lawrence, you said that you have used lighter makeup, but that was only to make your face more readable. So are you saying that you would not lighten your face to play a character that most people would consider white, in quotation marks? Well, this is interesting. I played the role of Tamino, and it says in the score that he's blonde and of uh, pale skin. Obviously, I, uh, I'm not blonde-haired, and I don't have pale skin. And as Vincent, Vincent excuse me, mentioned earlier, there's a picture that he and I and, and George Shirley, it was very, you know, I had the great honor of being with the two of them together. And, you know, we're from different generations, but our shades are all also different. So I think if people do it in a thoughtful way, that is not destructive or not making fun, as Naomi mentioned earlier, like thinking about Al Jolson and some of these other other characters back in history that have cast a negative light on what blackface is. If it's meant to make fun or humiliate or, you know, okay, to show something negative, of course I do not. But I think in a thoughtful way, if people can do it to give the impression or the idea that they're trying to give the story more credence and more, you know, credibility, I think that's fine. But one thing I was told early on in my career is that the most important thing about opera is the voice. Okay, so if you have the voice to sing something, that should allow you to sing it with, you know, there are special exceptions. Of course, I don't think anyone who's Caucasian has sung the role of Porgy and Porgy and Bess or someone's blonde. Someone sung the music before, and that's something else, in concert. But I think it was written in by Gershwin on, and the foundation that someone who, it, it needs to be sung by a person of African-American descent. And myself, as a person of color, I would not want to be limited 
to singing uh, certain roles because if it was that way, perhaps I would only be able to sing uh, Showboat, Trumanisha, and Porgy and Bess. Mm -hmm. But thankfully, you know, with the voice being, as I've heard, the most important thing, it has opened up the possibility of me singing many roles that have been perhaps of European descent, of Spanish, uh, or whatever, the uh, Italian, whatever. You mentioned Porgy and Bess and George Shirley, famous black tenor. Naomi, in your book... George Shirley wrote that until society is colorblind enough for a black man to portray George Washington, he thinks the leading roles mm-hmm. in Porgy and Bess should still be reserved for black singers. Tonight, on Broadway, opening the hottest ticket is Lin-Manuel Miranda's musical Hamilton, in which mm. all the leads, yeah. Alexander Hamilton, George Washington, Aaron Burr, are played by singers, actors of color. So, my question now That's is, we do connection. have a George, black George Washington. <laughs> Does that mean that we should now have a white Porgy and Bess? So with the Gershwin State, you need to have black singers in the United States in a stage production. If the opera is being performed in a concert version in the United States, then you don't have to have true-to-color casting. And when you perform the opera outside the United States, anybody can sing any role. So that's my understanding, and yes, it's a very special case on how it's performed. Going back to another point, though, I'd like to think about, and as a scholar and not somebody who's on stage dealing with the real realities of getting your features and your face and everything to project across, you know, a huge stage, I'm going to say, let's think of three different audiences. Let's think of the audience when these operas were first written. When they were first written, these were talking about a Western European tradition, and there were no people of color, per se, as we think of it today, who were singing these roles. And Verdi was very specific when Giulio Ricordi wrote in the production book, The Disposizione Sceniche, that Aida and Amanasro, the Ethiopians, had pele rosiccio oscuro, so they had darker skin. So there was some sort of darkening makeup. Now let's think of the audiences today that hook into the past where blackface had been accepted and hadn't been discussed so much. And when I say blackface, I mean brownface. I mean um, having a, a quote-unquote yellow face for Chocho-san, a Japanese in Madama Butterfly, using makeup to portray a racial or ethnic identity other than the singer. That has been used and hasn't been commented on so much. And I think it's a bold step for the Metropolitan Opera to say, for their Othello, they're not going to be using the darker makeup. Let's think of the third audience of the future and of September with the opening of the Met. And let's think of setting new norms where maybe that suspension of disbelief, we can have characters of all races and ethnicities sing all roles that it's not just Kathleen Battle singing Susanna or Lawrence Bromley singing in Rossini, but that anybody can sing any role and we don't need that realism where we use makeup because it has such negative consequences in the present. Well, Francesca Zambella just cast a magic flute at uh, Glimmerglass that had singers of color as Pamina and Tamino and 
the Queen of the Night and had a white man as Monastatos, which was oh, a very interesting choice. I'd like to ask the two tanners about the current black George Washington on Broadway and how you feel about Porgy and Bess. Well, I've never performed a role in Porgy and Bess. I've seen Porgy and Bess numerous times. So for me, seeing Porgy and Bess is, is more sheer enjoyment. And I don't know, I, I, I'm not a great connoisseur and, and have a great knowledge, but I think that the theater world, to do something of this nature, is going to get, I keep my fingers crossed, positive attention. Lawrence? Um, I feel like and the history of musical theater, of course, Broadway and stuff like that, has a much shorter history, in my opinion, of its prominence rather than opera, the historic, the dates of opera that date back to the, the courts of the kings and all these other things, yeah. where, where I understand it was much more a higher class type of thing than, than the musical theater or theater things. This was always considered something I felt has been more accepting of diversity and other things as well. Of course, you think of people like Audrey McDonald, you think of people like Ben Vereen, you think of people going back in history, playing roles, crossing that racial barrier, Earlier on, uh, it seems like, I mean, I know these people are too, these two people are younger, but it seems like that shorter history, these people made much more advanced than so. In opera, of course, there haven't been so many singers of color that have, especially males, that have really had huge careers outside, of course, of the great George Shirley, of course, the great Vincent Cole, and, you know, thankfully I'm getting a chance mm-hmm. to do these things as well, but, you know, it's far less numbers than it was in musical theater, so that. I think the expectation is a little bit different in musical theater. Thank you all for joining us. Well, it's our pleasure. Thank you you very much. Bye. Our guests today were the tenors Lawrence Brownlee and Vincent Cole and University of Michigan professor Naomi Andre, who is co-editor of the book Blackness in Opera. Brian Wise is our producer. I'm Naomi Lewin. Thanks for listening.